This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for August 10th, 2014. The Gospel is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Today's Gospel lesson is a familiar one. Lots of sermons have been preached on it for 2,000 years. You know, we're pretty familiar with the idea that Peter getting out of the boat and walking on the water toward Jesus. Most of those sermons, though, have focused on one of two aspects. They either focus on the fact that, that Peter, um, what Jesus says to Peter, oh, you of little faith, because he ends up sinking, um, in which they talk about how doubt and things can overwhelm your faith and cause bad things to happen. Or they focus on the fact that Peter had great faith and that he got out of the boat to begin with, which none of the other disciples did. Um, but it seems to me that it's a more complex story than that. There's a lot more to it, and you have to kind of go back a bit to get the real uh, fullness of the story. Um, at the beginning of this, Jesus has just fed the 5,000. And if you remember, the disciples wanted him to send the crowds away because they didn't have anything to feed them. And so they took, um, found a kid who had two loaves and or five loaves and two fishes, and Jesus blessed them and broke them, and then they fed the 5,000 people, and then had 12 baskets full left over, which in and of itself must have been quite a remarkable thing for the disciples who had to gather it back up, because chances were they were the only ones who really understood what was going on. I don't know if you've ever been a crowd of 5,000 people, but you probably know what's going on up front, you know, unless you happen to be sitting up there. And so at the end of this, Jesus says something really unusual to them. It says he ordered them to get into the boat. You know, he didn't ask them to or suggest. He ordered them to go ahead of him to the other side. Now, where they were going, they're in the north end of the Sea of Galilee, and they're going to travel um, down the Sea of Galilee across to the southeastern side of the Sea of Galilee is where they're headed. And so that's a little odd, and they probably felt somewhat uncomfortable leaving Jesus, who by this time people knew, and, and there were times when people thought they were going to arrest him and kill him, but to leave him there by himself... But it's, and what's even more astounding, it says, he ordered them to get into the boat so that he could disperse the people himself. Now, can you imagine dispersing 5,000 people? That's got to be the longest reception line in history. <laughs> and it says that it was nighttime before they were all gone. I, I was thinking, yeah, I'll bet. Um, and then Jesus does something that, that he does occasionally, but it's not very frequent, as he goes off by himself to pray. Most of the time, he'll take Peter and James and John with him. But in this case, he didn't want them there. He wanted them to go ahead, and, and he went off by himself. Now, the disciples, who many of whom are fishermen, uh, it's probably one of their boats they're riding in, um, have gotten into the boat, and they have a problem. The wind is against them, and so they're not getting anywhere. That, that trip would normally take them about half an hour. And so as the rest of the afternoon goes on, and even if they're not, they just can't get anywhere, they're stuck. And so... After a while, a storm comes up, and it gets dark, and you know the clouds sort of sock in, and it's misty and raining hard, and lightning and thunder, and the waves are crashing all around, and, and it says that they were terrified. Now, I would expect that it would take a lot to get a fisherman who'd spent their whole life on this lake to be terrified. But, you know, if you got lightning striking the water right next to your boat, that'd be pretty scary. And so they're, they're terrified. And, and it says, literally, at about 4 o'clock in the morning. That's how long they've been enduring this. 
It said they were terrified for their lives. At about four o'clock in the morning, there must have been a flash of lightning or something because they look out and they see a figure coming towards them. And some of them shout out, it's a ghost! That would have been my first response. But <laughs> you have to wonder, why did they think it was a ghost? But they were already scared, and so they thought it's a ghost. But not Peter. Peter says something entirely different. He says, Lord, if it is you, command me to get out of the boat. Now, this was in response to what Jesus had just said. Because when they yelled, it's a ghost, Jesus, and the translations are difficult because they're not exactly right. Um, the way ours is translated, it says, uh, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Well, if you went back to the Greek, what you would see is, actually what he says is, hey, it's me. Don't be afraid. Be of good cheer. Cheer up. Now, they're in the middle of a storm. They all think they're going to die. He's walking across the water in the storm, and he's saying, cheer up. I would have said, sure. <laughs> no problem. Hey, it's me. Don't be afraid. Cheer up. And that's what Peter then says, Lord, if it is you, and that's kind of an audacious statement if you think about it, he's saying to God, if it is you, then command me to get out of the boat and come to you. So Jesus does exactly that. He says, come. He commands him. He doesn't ask him. Peter didn't say, ask me or suggest or tell me. He said, command me, order me to do it. And so Jesus does exactly that. Now, there was a very popular book written about this by a guy named John Ortberg called um, If You Want to Walk on Water, You've Got to Get Out of the Boat. Have you ever heard that before? Um, which is good in some ways, except that I always thought I would be more likely to be one of the other apostles. I think I'd want to stay in the boat. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to get out of the boat. It seems like a dumb idea to me. And, and part of it is, why would we want to walk on water? You know, it just seemed like such an odd thing to want to do, which led me to this question. Why did Peter tell Jesus that if it was really him to command him to get out of the boat? This is almost as bad as those things. Remember the Salem witch trials? Um, one of the remarkable things that somebody came up with in their brilliance was that the way you can tell a witch is that you tie an anchor to them or a heavy weight and you put them in a pond and if they float, they're 